This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And it's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. <laughs> so, Brian, have you recovered? I just when I think I have, I then see an email that I'm like, oh, this needs responding to now. And I just feel like I'm playing catch up. So hopefully, I don't know, another week, uh, I'll be back on solid footing. At least I hope. You know, I mean, yeah, State state Fair consumed our time and uh, took a lot, took a lot out of us. I mean, Megs isn't even here. She needed a couple days off. <laughs> She couldn't handle it. I, you know, toward the it. end of it, I remember, so Shelby, it's on our social media page. Uh, you asked Megan, or maybe it was her idea, to wear like a GoPro and walk uh -huh. basically the course yes. of the fair. <laughs> like every task we had was a fun one. And she was like, I don't know. It's been a long day. I was like, make it happen. So she did. So we had, I had brought that up at the beginning of the fair. And then, you know, it got to the last day. And suddenly she's like, you still want me to do this? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I do. I think it'll be cool. Anyways, it did. It turned out well. We did. Um, it was an amazing, just an amazing couple of weeks out there. It, um, It's exhausting, but just so fun to see, to see the fair back, you know, fully back and everyone out there enjoying it. Right. There's almost like butterflies in your stomach, like not knowing what to expect because it's yeah. been so long since that type of, you know, fanfare was around. But uh, at least everyone I've heard said it, everything went great. And so back to the county fairs, if there's one in your neck of the woods going out to and uh, having some more fun. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a great two weeks. Um, I think we did miss a podcast in there, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> We're going to keep the streak going. We won't, we won't let anyone know. But yeah. I don't know. Lots of fun. And uh, it was almost like a high. You're coming, you know, you're coming yeah. down from that adrenaline and, and now getting back into the swing of things and sitting at a desk and working at a computer for eight hours. So there's definitely an aspect of it that I miss. I know. It's funny. I mean, people out there don't know, but we were we were literally like in a horse barn working. That was our office for a couple weeks. Not, no complaints. I love to be like outside. I like to be in the elements. So it was great. It was awesome. So um we have, we have a very interesting topic this week. It's always, I love to have this topic on our podcast. It's a world that I don't think a lot of people know about, the average person, but there's a lot of education in it. There's a lot of knowledge and history into it. And we're talking about auctions and auctioneering. Exactly. And we've uh, got some laws changing and uh, we want to talk about it this week. Well, Brian, you weren't here the last time that uh, we had the auctioneer program on, but we had a lot of fun, and I'm hoping for that again today. Uh, with us uh, to talk about, obviously, we're talking today about House Bill 321, uh, but with us is uh, Donna Potter, who is with our auctioneer program here at ODA. Hi, Donna. Hello. And Wade Bear. Welcome, Wade. Good morning. How are you today? Good, good. And you are an auctioneer commissioner, you just told us. Correct. All right, well, well welcome. And we're going to get a little bit more into your background in just a little bit. But uh, obviously, we're here, we're here to talk about House Bill uh, 321. And Brian, I'm going to let you kick it off. What are your questions? <laughs> okay, sure. Well, hey, let's start with Donna. We work with her a lot when it comes to auctioneering and getting the word out to both those that are auctioneers and just Ohioans who may be going to one. Um, Donna, all right, big changes are happening in 
about a month from now, what exactly does House Bill 321 change, not just for auctioneers, but for all Ohioans? Um, there's some big changes in House Bill 321. There are going to be um, changes to remove barriers to licensure. So we are going to be eliminating the apprentice license requirement. Um, if you want to be a licensed auctioneer in the state of Ohio after September 13th, you just need to attend an approved auction school, and then you can take the auctioneer licensing exam. Um, the other addition to the um, licensing requirement is that we will be requiring online auction companies to be licensed. Currently, um, they are not licensed in Ohio, and it's an important consumer protection piece. So we will have auctioneers who are operating online will either need to have an auction firm license or an auctioneer license. And then thirdly, we will be adding a continuing education component, uh, opponent, excuse me, to the um, the light, uh, licensing requirement. So every two years, auctioneers and auction firm managers will need to show that they've completed eight hours of continuing uh, education. So Wade, uh, Donna just mentioned to us that you were kind of instrumental in this legislation. Why don't you talk to us about, about why these uh, changes were necessary and important? Uh, the biggest reason I believe they're necessary is to make the laws match the current landscape of the auction profession. The auction profession, especially after 2020 and the goings on there, has led even deeper into the online portion. Uh, with on online auctions became the only way to run auctions in 2020, and now they became big parts of business plans moving forward. And um, and there's a lot of online auction companies out there that are holding themselves out as auctioneers, but are not falling under the same rules and regulations. And, and quite frankly, they should. Um, and with that, when we went through the legislation, uh, you know, the original intent was to get the online auctions covered under law. And then we started looking at our apprenticeship program and through talking with Don and the ODA realized that it was outdated and not working as intended. So, um, and then that led into the CE conversation, led into continuing ed. So it's uh, one thing led to another in the beginning. And it's, as I said, it's just making our, having our laws match our, our industry as it sits currently. Sure. And, and Donna, House Bill 321, it seems like really, you know, goes further in protecting Ohioans. You go online, you never know what's a scam and what's legit. You know, for those that are looking for that auction that is done remotely or online, you know, what, what do people need to know? What, how can they protect themselves? I think first and foremost, um, make sure you read the terms and conditions on the auction. Understand what your, the process is, um, how you're going to bid, and what you're bidding on. Um, because a lot of places, obviously, you're bidding online, you're not there to physically look at the item. So make sure that you understand what you're bidding on. Make sure what's pictured, is it really what you're going to get? Um, some companies use a stock photo. They don't use the actual item. So you really need to read the terms and conditions and make sure that you understand them going forward. And then after September 13th, make sure that they're properly licensed with the Department of Agriculture. Everyone out there might not realize, Brian, that we're talking to a couple of people who have a lot of experience here. So, Wade, I just like just tell us, you know, your background. You you just said you're third generation. Correct. Hey, third talk generation. talk to us about that. Um, yeah, my, I'm third generation auctioneer. So my granddad started a company, not Bear Auctioneers, but the Rogers Community Auction Company. In well, we bought our current location in 1955. So. 
Um, he was licensed sometime before that. I'm not even sure if there was a license back when he went to auction school, but whenever the license came about, he obtained one. And from what the older generation has said back in those days, you sent $7 into the state and they sent you a license. That was how the licensing <laughs> was back then. McDonald's a job changed. a lot easier today if that was the case. But um, the, um, so yeah, we've been, and then my, my father's the one that started into the real estate end of things. Uh, my granddad was primarily he did some small estates locally but primarily he did uh, consignment produce auctions that's where he grew up and worked in that's the the you know what he did he was a produce farm manager before he went to auction school so um and then yeah we our businesses have involved evolved over time into real estate and just a little bit of everything we do a lot of firearms uh, equipment a lot of consignment stuff um but we're still into the uh, we do not sell produce anymore we do not sell consignment produce anymore, but <laughs> that was that's. But uh, we did up until a couple of years ago, so it's just been uh, one of those things where I'm I'm pictured selling eggs when I was two years old, Donna plug ears, but uh, <laughs> uh, on my dad's lap. So it's just been something that I've been. Uh, it's been in my blood since since day one. So, so the, there was no question you were joining the family business, right? Yeah, going through high school and everybody was trying to figure out their careers. My path was already laid out. It was just, what do I have to do to get to where I need to be? So, so is there a generation beyond you that's going to continue this? Uh, yeah, my I have a nephew, Michael, who's um, currently a, an apprentice license. So he's he's the first auctioneer of the next generation. So my son, who's only ten, says that he wants to do it too. So, oh, um, that's great. So yeah, we got we got more, and then we have some other young people that are within our organization. They're not exactly family. Uh, by blood, but they've been around a while and they're sticking around and working within the auction business. So. so let me ask you this. Do you like the actual running of an auction? This is my favorite part. It's my absolute favorite part. <laughs> is is that what you like or what do you like about the business? Um, the people you get to the people and helping people. So auctioneers at at the heart of it, we're problem solvers. That's what we do. Um, people have a problem, whether they see it as a problem or not. Um, you know, they have something they need to get rid of and sell and turn it into cash. And we have a solution one way or another to that problem. Uh, some people may not see it as a problem, but it's it's a problem. So, And then some people legit say, hey, I have a problem. I don't know what to do. Help me get out of this situation, whatever that situation may be. So that's the the ever-changing every day. It's a new, a new journey type thing is what I like about it. There's no constant. But I just want to know, Wade, and you brought up like your nephew and your son. Uh, what you know, the family get-togethers. Is there a lot of fast talking? <laughs> Not really, actually. <laughs> Usually, what we since we largely work together, I got two older brothers that I'm in business with here, and an older sister in the one company, and my mother. Um, my little brother's an auctioneer. He does not work with us every day. He works on the other side of the state with a different company. Um, but generally when we get together, business is not discussed largely. It's because we work together. We see each other all the time. So it's usually we're talking about other stuff. So try to compartmentalize a little bit. Sure. <laughs> I get it. And I wanted to ask, cause we've heard about auction school so far, um, licensing, continuing education, Donna, I mean, what kind of backgrounds do these auctioneers throughout Ohio have? I mean, I think people just show up and sometimes think it's just about the talking, but it, there's a lot of education that goes into it. Sure. Um, they, they have to go to an approved auction school and it's an 80 hour course. Um, 
So it's not something you just decide one day that you're going to do. You have to make the commitment to go to school. And then all current auctioneers have served an apprenticeship, a one-year apprenticeship. They acted as a bid caller in 12 auctions. And then going forward, they're continuing education. They're going to have to do eight hours of continuing education every two years just so that they're current with the laws and current trends, marketing, and that kind of thing. So just make sure that they have the best tools in their, their toolbox to offer their clients. Okay. So here's my question. Wade, are you going to auction something for us? What can we auction off here today? <laughs> Come on, Brian. Right. Come up with an idea. You know what I was going to say? It, we're going to get in the fall. I think, I think, Shelby, you need to go out and rake someone's leaves, you know? There's a big property around here. I am sure they would love your help, and there will be a high price to pay for it. All right, Wade. Auction off my services for leaf raking. Shelby's services for leaf raking. I'm going to get down. What are going to do? 25. 25. I'm going to get down. 75 and 100. I'm going to get down. 25. 150. 75. Here, 1, 2. 200. 2. 200. I'm going to get 2. So, 175 by our 1. Oh, so I went for 175. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Wade, I don't know if there's any, if, if you're allowed to tell us, what's the most expensive item you've auctioned off? You know, actually, I was teaching in Ohio auction school yesterday, and I get that question every time I teach there, and I I don't know. I don't know. the. I, I Honestly, I don't know. It probably was a piece of real estate for several hundred thousand. Um, I've sold heavy equipment for over a hundred thousand per wow. piece. So I Honestly, I don't remember. Uh, All right. Nothing, nothing sticks out. And then usually the next question is, what's the weirdest thing you've ever sold? And, you know, honestly, I, we've sold horse-drawn hearsts and things like that, um, but... There's nothing there that sticks out in my mind either. Really. Okay. Another one of those questions. I mean, I'm sure you've, you know, been overseeing some bidding wars. What's like the longest, you know, one oh, item that's question. back and forth? I don't, I, again, I don't, I don't know, probably several minutes over something small and, uh, you know, something that you wouldn't think. Um, does it get tired? Like, does it get tiring for you to continue to do that? Or is this just second nature? Uh, it, it can after a while. I mean, I've sold equipment you know, on and off for 15 hours. When I do go to the one auction, it's usually between 12 and 15 hours. I mean, we, there's two of us, so we flip on and off, but, mm -hmm. um, while you're in, while you're in doing it, it's not tiring. It's afterwards when you settle down and, and your adrenaline comes down that it's you're like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm tired. I'm done. I'm spent, but um, usually when you're in it and doing it, it's not, it becomes second nature. Um, so I was just thinking the other day, I went to auction school 20 years ago. So I've been doing it for a while. And before all the online auctions that we're doing now, I was auctioning four to five days a week. I was behind a microphone. So it's muscle memory. So what I say is just muscle memory. It just yeah. comes out. Um, it's when it depends on the asset class you're selling to the the mental part of it. What's going on between my ears? Because what's coming out of my mouth is just muscle memory. It's I really have to think about what I'm saying as far as the bid call. It's but it's what I'm selling, who I'm selling it to, what's it worth, how many internet platforms do I have bidding at me, mm -hmm. what are my ringmen doing. So that's the that's the exhausting part of it, <laughs> not the actual physical calling the bids. So. Man, that is a true talent. Well, thank you for being with us today, Wade. We appreciate it. And thank you, Donna, as always. You're very welcome. Great to see both of you. 
And uh, Donna, I know you've been sending out a lot of correspondence about this to the auctioneers. So uh, and I'm, I'm guessing you will continue to do so to keep everyone updated. Correct. We have um, letters and emails that will go out for the September 1st, and then there will be continual updates on our webpage um, for any um, new requirements or the continuing education providers and requirements from the commission. Perfect. All right. So keep an eye out there, everyone, for this affects. And uh, thank you uh, for giving us the update and imparting some knowledge on us and Wade teaching us a little bit about your, about your business. This was fun today. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I could almost listen to those like that auction call like on on my iTunes. It's like comforting in a way, even though I have no idea what's being said. I know. And it's I, I mean, the fact that he just does that so naturally, I mean, he calls it muscle memory. That's yeah, I know. I'm amazed. I'm absolutely amazed by it. So it's an art form. That's what I call it. I mean, plenty of respect to anyone that can do it. It's awesome. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Well, as for what we're talking about next week, um, since Megs isn't here, we're going to throw her under the bus and she's got to come up with an idea on Monday. <laughs> the talking part's fun when we get to record these podcasts. It's coming up with what we're going to talk about. That's the hard part. Exactly. And I, you know, after after those couple of weeks at State Fair, um, we're all a little drained. So, uh, yeah, we'll leave it up to her. We'll let her Thanks. let her decide. Excellent. Like it a lot. All right. Good deal. Everybody have a great week and uh, we'll see you back here next week. Cultivating Convos is created by ODA's communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed and like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.